Tego. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Talk Games to Me, the podcast. We're more than just an Instagram account now. On today's episode, we're going to dig into our favorite stories of the week, and even more importantly, we're going to do a deep dive into the state of the Xbox. A couple of the news stories are a little old because it took a while to edit this episode together and get it live, but the conversation is still relevant. So with that, we got a lot for you, including where Xbox has gone right, where they've gone wrong, where they should go next, and Phil talks a bunch about big dick machines. It's weird, but you'll see. All this on the very first episode of Talk Games to Me. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the uh, sort of first episode of Talk Games. Uh, it was a brand new video game podcast. If you happen to follow the, the Instagram uh, account, we actually have a podcast now. Uh, my name is Anthony and my my partner over here is uh, name is Pip or Philip. There's a bunch of different names. I'm just going to call them a lot of different things. <laughs> I, may, I may just give you a different name every time I every time I refer to you. Call me by my gamer tag. I already forgot what that was, bro. Oh, come on, dude. How can we be that close with friends and you don't know my gamer tag? Because it's on Xbox, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm Philip. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I'm Philip, and for those listening, I'm the Xbox fan. Anthony is the PlayStation fan. I'm also a master race um, owner. I have a badass PC that I like to play a bunch of my games on. And uh, we're going to be chatting about a bunch of different things. We're trying to get into a little bit of the business strategy, the marketing strategy, and just overall any cool news that's going on in the gaming world. Yeah, and so one of the things building on, on what you just said it's, it's a, that people should know is that we come we come at this from a little bit more of the business perspective. Like, don't get me wrong. We're going to talk about games. We're going to talk about like what we think is cool. We played all that bullshit, uh, just like every other gaming podcast. But we wouldn't want to exactly be like every other gaming podcast because then why would you bother listening to us? Um, and, you know, so, you know, our unique perspective is that we also have a background in kind of more marketing and the business side. So we look at things a little bit differently. Um, and, you know, we have just more unique perspectives. Like uh, back in the day, I used to write, uh, I used to run this gaming website uh, and would write features and they largely focused on the business of video games. And one of the stories that I wrote back in the day was about how the Xbox 360 was going to be a huge challenge to the PlayStation 3, which was at the time considered kind of crazy because the PS2 had like outsold the original Xbox, something like 150 million units to like 29 million units. I mean, it was pathetic. The Xbox got fucking destroyed. Um, and I was like, well, <laughs> I think in this PS3, Xbox 360 generation, it's going to be really, really close. Like, I, maybe the PlayStation still wins out, but it won't be by a lot. It'll be, a, you know, a close second. I, I remember I said it would be like a photo finish, uh, like if it were a race and it were a photo finish. And sure enough, if you look at the numbers, um, it's only like a 0.3% market share difference between where the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360 ended. Like, Xbox 360 had a huge lead. PS3 eventually sort of recovered, but they were neck and neck, and PS3 just barely squeaked out more uh, more units sold. So, what was that total? Like 86, 84, or was it 77 and 76? Let's look it up. Uh, here we go. 360, 85.8 million, and the PlayStation 3, 87.4 million. So we're talking two million, two million consoles uh, difference, which is nothing. Yeah, which is 
kind of the conversations we'll be getting into, but we're going to be moving on to more exciting things other than the 360 and the PS3. Yeah, so... Tell me, this doc right here in front of me where you basically are telling me that you're excited. What's excited you the most this week is Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. Yeah, so I think, you know, from for I think in most of these episodes, we'll kick off with kind of this uh, uh, little segment about like what we're most excited about from the week. Uh, of video games and and for me it is Final Fantasy 16. Um, I was uh, I'm I'm sort of a lapsed Final Fantasy fan. I was a big Final Fantasy fan in the PS1 era, a little bit in the PS2, uh, like through Final Fantasy 10. I fucked with Final Fantasy 12 a little bit uh, because I really liked Final Fantasy Tactics, which sort of took place in the same world. Um, but Final Fantasy has always been sort of like this weird relationship because. It was really Final Fantasy VII that opened me up to Final Fantasy, actually to this like games with big stories in general, uh, and that really got me to fall in love with games that had really great stories. Uh, but if you go back and you really look at it, I mean, some of those stories, the writing's not really that great. <laughs> like, you know, the what you I replayed the original Final Fantasy VII uh, like last year because it was one of my favorite games ever, and it got ported to the PS4. Um, and I really wanted to replay it, so I replayed it, and it was like it was good. But it, and over the broad strokes of it, I thought were were really interesting. But I was I was ready for a remake. I was like, yeah, come remake this thing, rewrite it with way better dialogue, like redo this story, please. Um, and they did, and I like the remake a lot. I mean, the ending is controversial, but no need to get into that right now. Um, but I feel like Final Fantasy has really lost its way over the years. Like it just got kind of. They were searching for, like, can we make an action combat system, but that's still sort of turn-based. So it was kind of this, like, automated action game, and it was kind of boring. Um, and the stories just lost a lot of character. They just weren't very interesting, got very, like, uh, kind of, like, emo boys sort of main characters. Uh, and uh, it just didn't really interest me that much. Um, but 16 looks really fucking cool, so... Uh, they had the, it was in the PlayStation event, which I think was maybe even last week at this point, um, where they revealed the trailer for Final Fantasy 16. And that thing looks super cool. It's like almost Game of Thrones style. A little bit, people have compared parts of it. So I haven't played Witcher 3 yet. Was that like the only good thing that came out of that conference? No, that was probably, I mean, for me, that was the biggest thing. I mean, Spider-Man looks awesome. Uh, Demon Souls for a lot of people. Uh, is really I've never really played the Souls game, so I can't comment. It looked really nice, uh, but gameplay wise, I don't know if it's really for me. Uh, and then the God of War thing is huge. Um, so there are definitely a few big announcements. There are a couple kind of sleepers yeah. for me. Like even one of the one of the ironically one of the Bethesda owned games, uh, Deathloop, which I think looks pretty interesting. It's just I've seen the trailer before. Same thing with Resident Evil Eight. Like they had a Resident Evil trailer, and I was like. I've seen this already. They didn't really show anything new with those games. So they sort of burned a lot of time on, on a few games that had seen. I knew that we already knew about. So um, it was okay. A lot of people really, really liked it. I thought it was a pretty good conference. Um, by 2020 standards, it was probably one of the better ones because there's been a lot of boring ones this year. Um, but, but yeah, Final Fantasy 16, I thought looked really cool. Like it really looked mature. There's like, at one point, somebody seems like they get beheaded and their fucking blood splatters all over a child's face. Like it gets, it gets nice and interesting. And I haven't seen that from Final Fantasy in a really, really, really long time. Um, like I said, maybe the last uh, game in the Final Fantasy series that kind of dipped into that kind of stuff was Final Fantasy Tactics on the PlayStation One. 
which was like political intrigue, medieval setting, uh, some really dark shit happened between characters. Um, like I said, there's like a mix of like Game of Thrones and Witcher 3. They got the combat director from Devil May Cry 5 uh, to join Square, and, and he's working on this nice. game. And the, the combat looks super action heavy and super interesting. Have you seen the trailer yet? No, I haven't. I have not. Dude, go on the Instagram right now on our on our Instagram. I never really played Final Fantasy, man. I, I thought the, ca- the characters looked cool, but my first introduction was to the turn-based one where I was like, dude, this looks... I, that was annoying, and I just never... Go go on the on the Talk Games to Me Instagram and check out the most recent post. It shows like some of the combat and stuff. Because I posted it as a video. Yeah, that looks awesome. Looks great. Yeah, it looks really sick, right? It doesn't look like a traditional yeah. fantasy. Which is great. Like, I mean, it does in terms of like it's a you know a fantasy setting and whatnot, but it doesn't look you know it's not like a boring you know like turn based combat thing. Turn based made a lot of sense when it was invented, right? Like, it was hard to animate action, but I think games have to evolve as the technology evolves. And like, I'm glad that they've, they're walking away from turn based. So maybe I'll play this one. Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah. So that's me. Uh, what are you? What are you excited about this week? So I know I had told you Bethesda, which I, I'll talk about, but just a little bit like before I get there, the pre-orders for Halo Infinite started and they released it with a really cool little PVC uh, uh, Master Chief action figure. So that was kind of cool. That was the most exciting thing for me because I have a really cool Master Chief Halo collection that I've been building. The, pre- the, pre-order for, the pre-orders for a game that doesn't have a release date yet. Yes, exactly. But. <laughs> Um, when, when do you think it's coming out? When do you think it's coming out? What's your guess? Um, you know, I think they're. They, they, I think they would push it over to. I, I think they'll do the November launch. They'll push it for a whole year, man. I don't see why if you wouldn't delay, why you wouldn't delay for another year. You know what I mean? Why, I've, why just, I've been thinking the same thing. I've been thinking. Like, just give yourself a year, man. Like, just get it fucking right and just do it. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. People, people thought maybe that it would be March time. You know what I mean? But. Uh, I mean, my big question mark is they brought in two big new people into the development. Uh, they brought in a guy who wrote, who worked on the stories for Halo 1, 2, and 3, and he was like the, the director, basically, of Halo 1, 2, and 3. And they brought in also uh, one of the main multiplayer guys uh, from Halo 5. To, to no, but on. the director from Halo 1, 2, and 3, he got a very slight... I forgot his name. He's only been very slightly involved in the story he actually just came on as a project manager like but he's like a like a badass like war horse project I, manager. Yeah, he's like, I, I totally get what they're saying in terms of what he's involved with i just don't know why you bring someone in that big and important if it's if he's not going to have some decent amount of influence on the fight no, listen from what i've read is that 343 is having this insane issue where it's just like they're not even like a real team it's just like a bunch of freelancers right who are developing work and like apparently like the code is like this insane like it's just being band-aided the entire time across um all this code that's submitted from all these different developers right and and it's just apparently it's just like madness and um mm-hmm. that you know and that he, and so, like, these stunts in coding, these issues in coding, I, apparently he's really good at bringing a game, you know, to fruition, to making the entire project actually happen. You know, he was, I can't remember the last game he was on that they brought him in, and he did a great job, too. Um, shit. There was something, yeah, I heard about something, too, that he helped 
kind of like land the plane on. But I forgot what it was. I mean, I knew it worked on Tell Me Why, actually, which had just come out. Recently. Tell me why that's a the, the trans one with the two girl with yeah. the the twins. I was yeah. playing that man. I didn't like that too. I mean, look, I liked it. I thought it was cool, and I I've read everything that's going to be an episodic gaming. But I'm I, like, for the first three hours of the game, I was just walking into rooms, picking shit up on the floor, and reading it. Man, yeah, it it's one of, of those like, games. It's one. It's one of those like story decision based games where you. It's basically you're playing a movie. Yeah, yeah, but God, there's no action. You press no, A. Cool. You're just pressing A the whole time. You know what the drama is? It's gonna be like, what are you gonna say to the person? That's the drama of that game, not the action. Yeah, Joseph Staten. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I get you. I get. I get what you're saying. Oh, what? Oh, he actually wrote. I. That's why he's so familiar to me, dude. He actually wrote Contact Harvest. I'm reading that one right now. Uh, yeah, you know, he's like a major fucking writer, dude. It's great. It's great. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm saying if you bring he's somebody that has him. If you bring someone like that in, like that in, like you know what, get his hands involved and you know push it. You know, don't don't try to rush your delay. Just if you're gonna bring somebody like that in, you might as well do some kind of evaluation and and realize that hey, maybe it's, maybe we're better served pushing this thing to next you know holiday. So I'm totally. I think that. Uh, okay, here I think I've read that. I I, I pulled up the Reddit post here. About that, I think this is the one that. Um, ah, no, I can't find it. Whatever. The idea is that he, apparently he's a great project manager as well, and he's going to be able to come in and, and make some shit happen there. But whatever. Okay, so the other thing I'm most excited about this week is um, I th- I do think, man, I do think it's a big dick move that Bethesda announcement. You know, like I don't know what you think about this. I just think that that kind of flips everything on so you're in like now you're looking at properties that are existing on PlayStation um, and we're exclusively on PlayStation now, you know, existing on Xbox or vice versa. Um, and I think there are great developers. I'm a huge fan of Doom. Uh, it's one of the most optimized games on my PC that I play at least. I know that on Xbox is going to be greatly optimized as well. I loved, I've played, I played Morrowind. I played Elder Scrolls. I didn't play Skyrim. Um, I never played Skyrim either. I think people who are listening to this, yeah, will be uh, like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, hundred percent. I know. Yeah. Well, it just came out. There was there was like a period of like seven years where I didn't really play anything except for NBA Two K, because uh, I was like coming out of college, just getting into work. I was just kind of focusing on all the, on all that stuff, um, and so really, really started getting back heavy into gaming in twenty seventeen. But um, uh, but yeah, I'd heard some gamer bro. Huh? You're not a gamer bro. No, I'm kidding. I'm a gamer. I do the shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. There's this, there's this uh, streamer uh, who always says that. Like, he'll, he'll be playing something, and whenever he pulls something, like, smooth off, uh, he's like, I'm a gamer, bro. I do this. <laughs> did you ever play Dishonored? I did not. No, I've missed, like, so many of these games. Yeah. Which I, played like, Prey. Game I played Prey. I played Prey. I will be able to get all these now. When you really look at these games, though, what this game has is like we live in a world, right, where like multiplayer is so touted and needed in this, you know, in a game. Fucking Bethesda comes out with great single player games, man. Like I- I'm looking through, well, and that's what Xbox is needed because PlayStation has had great single player games. So yeah, that's- exactly. That's such a good point. So I-, I do think it's a fucking great move, man. Yeah. No, I mean, so so I got to ask you. Uh, people have been saying, and we even put it on the Instagram, right, that it's possible that some of these games 
might end up on PlayStation is, you know, also because they may end up deciding, you know, we'll have it on Game Pass. So it's like a great deal if you have Xbox. Uh, but, you know, but there are a lot of people who have PlayStation and you know what? They don't mind charging 70 bucks for a full game from a PlayStation person. Uh, how do you feel about that? About the possibility of it of these some of these games not actually ended up ending up exclusive. Yeah, so yeah, I, first of all, I think it's the right move, right? I think it it's in terms of a business move. Secondly, you know, when you see the way that Xbox interacts with PlayStation on Twitter, and kind of like this narrative they're trying they're trying to drive with PlayStation, which it's it's fucking amazing what they do. Um, I can't see them ever being those guys, and I think that on, on you know above it all, um, they're get they might like send little negs over you know they might even be like yeah we give it to playstation guys because you know games for everyone but you know it's better on xbox you know like kind of thing you know it's like little negs i don't think they'll ever do that i really don't i think they'll have fun with it though that's what i'm trying to say i, I don't think they'll ever be like you're not getting this one we're getting this one uh but this one you can have you know no i think they're gonna be like no this is a world for all of us to play together and they'll probably open for some sort of crossplay between them all if you know these are um, online games like Elder Scrolls Online, which I did play and I did love. And I, did you play Elder, Elder Scrolls Online? No, I don't. I really play them online. It's good. Yeah. Uh, that reminds me, though. See, for me, if I'm Microsoft, I say, "Fuck you." Not not completely, but because because Sony Sony pulls some shit. They do a lot of these timed exclusive. Uh, two of the games that they that they now own are games that Sony did timed exclusives for with uh, uh, Deathloop and I forget the name of the other one. Um, and they also have done like Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake. That's a timed exclusive. Final Fantasy XVI, that's a timed exclusive. Uh, I even think... Um, Oh no, that one's first party. They did do a lot of games though that are that are exclusive with Sony for a year. So if I were Xbox, I would do the same thing. I'd be like, you know what, the new Elder Scrolls, the new you know Doom, whenever that comes out, the new uh, you know Dishonored, if they make another one of those, those are uh, those are exclusive on Xbox Game Pass for a year. You get it free on Game yeah. Pass, day and date for a year. Then we'll sell it on Sony, but. You're really, really, really gonna want to get an Xbox with Game Pass. I, I, I can I can see for sure, but what I, but 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 that's living in a world where hardware is the move. What I can see happening more often, more is um, you know, Xbox kind of saying like, look, we want to put Game Pass on PlayStation, but Sony won't allow it, and then like trying to get their community a little angry. You know, like I know that. The Xbox has some sort of partnership with Switch, and I, I know at some point you're gonna get Game Pass on Switch, and Game Pass is still gonna, and Switch is still gonna keep its its you know its exclusive, which is what makes the bread and butter, right? But you're gonna get Game Pass on Switch at some point. Yeah, that actually, so that so that actually is a good transition to what I wanted to make our main topic, which is kind of a, a, a you know us discussing the state of the Xbox, like. What the fuck is the Xbox now, uh, and what are they trying to accomplish? Because, you know, you say that you say that like you know this is for them. Maybe this is not about hardware, but then you know you. I feel like I get so many mixed messages from Xbox, um, and this is true even dating back to the Xbox One a little bit, 
Uh, but, you know, this generation, especially, you have the Xbox Series X and you have Game Pass, which seem to be two things that sort of stand at odds a little bit. Like, you have Xbox Series X, which is, like, is the most powerful fucking console, 12 teraflops up your ass crack. Um, <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's, it, it, it's you know, we, we spared no expense, the Jurassic Park thing. We spared no expense. Uh, it's the most powerful console ever. Um, but at the same time, the hardware doesn't matter because we have Xbox Game Pass and you can play it on your PC or your phone or whatever. So on the one hand, they're saying, get the most powerful thing imaginable. And on the other hand, they're saying, you know what? It doesn't really matter how powerful the thing is um, because we have Game Pass and, you know, just play it wherever you like it. Um, how do you kind of connect the dots on those two things? You know, I think it's the right move. I think we've all read... You know, on Reddit, Futurology, you know, that the future is software and it's not hardware. Um, connecting the dots between all those things. Um, I think it's all just about brand building and they're going to go in an a la Netflix style kind of like content grab and try to like distribute to as many people as possible as long as you have the endurance for the subscription. And um, I think it's fucking genius. I, I just, I think they're both playing in two worlds. I personally love... I can't live in a world where I can't get excited for a console release. I love it, you know, and, and that might be what ends up happening. Like, I, I can imagine a world where you have Game Pass on PlayStation. Really, though, like, think about that. Mm-hmm. What, what does that do? Like, I, I, I help me make sense of it. What does that do? Uh, I mean, look, I mean, hardware is not typically a moneymaker for a lot of companies, right? Like, it's it's they usually sell it at a loss. You know, everyone says, oh, my God, Sony's selling it for $499. Especially, I don't know, people were focused on, for, for some reason, the, the PlayStation 5 being 500 bucks, and not the fact that the Series X is also 500 bucks, And that thing is arguably, I would imagine, has to be more expensive to make because the components in it are a bit better. With the exception of the SSD. Um, but, you know, they, they, you know, these consoles tend to lose money anyway. They really make up money on the software, right? So from a pure business standpoint, I guess it doesn't really matter that much to Microsoft to maintain sort of a, sort of a hard, uh, hardware business. Um, so maybe long term, it's it's definitely the right play, I guess. But being uh, more direct with your question, though, about the like, and I'm just I'm kind of go back about the contradicting positioning. I don't know if it's contradicting positioning. At the end of the day, they want you to game the best way possible. Well, Game Pass doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna get you're gonna game the best way possible though, because if the hardware can't handle it or whatever. Like I know they have XCloud, but it's no guarantee that XCloud is that the performance on XCloud is gonna be amazing. Just right now, games and stuff like that. And I guess for me, you know, because I've thought about this a lot too. You know, when you know years ago, do you remember on? I think it was called On Cloud or something like that. And it was like this gaming service that was. A, a sort of like Google Stadia before Google Stadia and before xCloud. Uh, and it was meant to be um, like this gaming, this, you know, cloud gaming thing uh, way before the technology was ready. But I just don't know if you're really going to get gamers to not buy the hardware. Um, just because it's not, it's not really the same thing as watching a movie. Like, I know it's easy to make the comparison with, like, well, we stream movies now, and we never thought we would. But it's not really the same, because it relies so much on that reaction time. 
And even if you can get an amazing internet connection, uh, I just don't know if you'll always have that great experience. And people who care about games are just going to want to have that that peace of mind, that reliability of like, I have the hardware right here. It is playing the game directly. Uh, and I think it's worth paying a few hundred bucks once every few years to make that a possibility. For sure. But than... the reviews are in, man. People love it. People are like really fucking impressed with it. People are like, this is the future, kind of. Those are the reviews that are coming in. They're like, holy shit, like, this is the game changer. Like, people are playing games that they could never run on their laptops at full 1080p on their shitty, like, Dell laptops that they paid 500 bucks for. Like, you know what I mean? Is, actually, that, is, there, is there ways to play it already? xCloud shit? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, and by the way, there. xCloud is entirely included in Game Pass. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I'd heard about that. That's fucking nuts, dude. That, listen, man, you're talking about th- nobody is doing. Oh, God, I was, I saw a tweet. I'm sorry, let me pull this tweet. Did you know this guy, Tim Dog X Cloud, Tim Dog? No, never heard of him. He's good. He, he dude, he's good. He, I, I've found a lot of kind of like the the BTS, you know, of like Microsoft and Xbox things. So this guy goes. Think about this. Xbox has the studios. Xbox has the best price. Xbox has the power. Xbox has the cloud. Xbox has remote play. It also has Game Pass. It has all access. It's on PC. It's on mobile. It has the consoles, right? And now it has. And now it's starting to get the games. That's a fucking. That's a lot when you put that together. Like, there's the cloud, and then there's a remote play. Like, PlayStation has remote play already too. Yeah, a very good remote play actually. Yeah, I've heard it's great. Yeah. I mean, the one thing, the one thing that they don't have, I mean, there is a truth though, that Xbox is doing, I think some, like a lot of the servers for Sony's online, like, because they're, they're just so advanced on that stuff that I think they're actually, I think Microsoft is actually handling a lot of the server activity for PlayStation. Um, it's like, they're almost like making money off their competition, uh, through their like expertise in, in like the cloud and everything. So, so yeah, but I mean, when you put that all together, don't you feel like that's not that contradictory? Like there's something going on here that just don't want to be just the most powerful gaming device. I want to be the most powerful in gaming as broad as gaming goes. Well, they definitely want to be like a gaming platform. Like that's what they want to be is like this sort of, you know, platform you can play anywhere sort of thing. Right. Which I get. It's not that I don't understand it. I'm just as a consumer, if I'm not paying attention to all that behind the scenes shit, you know, what am I supposed to be understanding from from Microsoft? And it gets a little confusing. And I just think they have work to do when it comes to communicating what their vision is. Because, you know, as a regular everyday consumer, the most likely thing I'm going to see is uh, the most powerful console, 100 plus games, right? Like, that's basically all I'm going to take away. And so it seems to, it seems like a lot of their messaging is steeped in the, in the technology itself, versus uh i guess really that bigger vision because and maybe i might just be putting too much of it on the pre-release xbox series x stuff right because i know series s now is supposed to be is like a whole new thing um and is is like there's a lot more i guess you would say synergy between the series s and game pass right like amazing like you get this amazing little device 
at a great value. Game Pass, great value. Like you get this like value and ease and simplicity story from Game Pass and Series S. And then Series X is this other thing. I mean, you know, look, it could work, right? Because the hardcore players are going to end up getting Series X because that's what they do, right? There's always this premium market in kind of any business, right? Like if I'm super into almost anything, there is a premium version of, of it that I could buy, but there's also the mainstream stuff. And they have both, right? They have Series S and Game Pass, which is everybody. And they have Series X, which is for the most dedicated. So, you know, it's not as if it's completely at odds. I just don't know. I just wish they, like the messaging laddered up to what they're trying to accomplish a little bit better. Even their tagline, right? Of like, power your dreams. Like, very cool tagline, but it's all about like the power the power. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Join me, and together we shall rule the galaxy. It's, um, dude, I, I, I like it, though. I do like it, man. I think it's cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you know what? Things... I, this is a really good part to trans. I think this is a perfect part to transition to, like, where they fucked up with the Xbox One. Like, they're going out to the most powerful Xbox, right? And they're all about these games. And I know you and I worked together on that one little deck I made back in the day about how Xbox One X lost its crowd. Um, but, but before we get into the details, do you think they have made up for the failure that was the Xbox One X? Yeah, I mean, I think I think even the One X was starting to fix the stuff from the Xbox One, right? The original launch. Uh, in terms of it was a return to, you know, like really great experience in terms of true four, true 4K and whatnot. And like, I know even as a guy, like I, I have a PS4 Pro and I have, a, I, have a, I have two consoles. I have the PS4 Pro and I have the Xbox One, the original. Uh, and uh, like, I will admit some jealousy of watching the footage of Red Dead Redemption 2 you know, when Digital Foundry did the comparison between uh, PlayStation 4 Pro and the Xbox One X, where PS4 Pro is pushing, you know, 1440p, basically. Uh, whereas Series S, uh, I mean, the One X was doing full 4K. Um, and so Xbox was already doing a good job with the One X of, like, getting back to its roots of, like, creating the best gaming experience possible. Because that was one of the things I was going to say in terms of, you know, in our outline that the, you know, listeners can't see, we have this thing of, you know, state of Xbox and one of the things being, you know, they're, you know, dissecting their successes and directing, dissecting their failures. And you were starting to talk about the failure of the Xbox One. But, you know, for me, there's a lot also about the failure of the Xbox One and how they're getting back to where they, you know, how they're reversing things by going back to work for them really well before. And one of those things was, uh, that when you look at the original, original Xbox launch, the very first Xbox that came out, you know, against the PS2. I loved yeah. it, dude. I, I Did you get that one? Yeah. No, that I was going to talk about it, like, for a while. Because the very first Xbox, which I talked shit on originally, because the controller I was weird. Dope. Yeah, like, the controller looked weird, and it was, like, Microsoft, and it was Bill Gates, and it was, like, fuck them, they're evil. But, but... Oh, so cool. But what did they do? They came out and they said, yes, we're Microsoft. Yes, we're big. Yes, we have a fuck ton of money. And yes, we're a little bit evil. But you know what we're going to do with all those resources? We're going to create 
the most fucking insane gaming device that you can put under your TV. And they came out with that original Xbox and it was doing ridiculous shit. Like it was so much more powerful than the PS2. It was crazy. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's, that's why like, it seemed like their thing originally was we are the big dog. And so we're going to have the highest standards possible. And I feel like they strayed away from that a little bit. Uh, and the one X and now the series X is a return to that, uh, where it's like, yeah, sure. You can get a PS4 pro. Yeah. It's pretty good hardware, but you know what it isn't. It's not a series X, <laughs> which is the most advanced fucking gaming console that could possibly be created. I'm a little bit let down by the series S just yeah. because you have the Xbox one X that does 4k like Dude, put 4K in the Series S, man. Come on. Yeah, I, I mean, I get, I totally get from a business perspective, from like a short term, you know, just straightforward, you know, let's get to 299 to undercut PlayStation. I get the, I get how you can rationalize in a, you know, in a meeting room where you could sit together around the table and say, you know what, if we make a 1440p box, uh, you know, that uh, if we make a 1440p box with a smaller hard drive, it can get it to 299 undercut PlayStation. Should we do that? I can see a bunch of, you know, nerds being like, yeah, we can do that. But in terms of the brands, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. It's for me, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a miss. Like I really want, I really want this. Like I personally, what I like, I like Xbox when they're flexing, when they're all about, like I said, we have the highest standards possible because we just have more fucking resources than everyone else on earth. Um, they need I, to come out with like a, I mean, that's so true. No, you're right. Continue. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. So, I mean, they came out and, and they had like this crazy hardware and, and also, you know, Xbox at its best, you Dude, know, they had the rock, the rock came out, introduced it fucking. Yeah. They, they had their ball. Uh, out. Dude, the killers came out at the release party and were playing, dude. It was a lot of shit going down, yeah. and like I loved it. Like I was looking at the graphics and I was like, "This looks amazing, dude." I was like, well, I, was like I can still in my head picture. Do you remember there was like a little tech demo? I forget what the what the game it was, was. Dead or alive? It was dead or alive? I think. No, there was another one that was like original, Xbox. like a UFC or some shit like it that. It wasn't an actual it was game. It was just like a tech demo. It was like a little platform game. Uh. I remember seeing these like screenshots of like a dude like ready to fight and his I think skin hold on, and I think his I found it. faces, everything was like ridiculous. I think I found it. Here it is. It's like this giant fucking robot. It's it's funny, it's, it looks terrible by today's. Megasol, but you'll send it to me. Send it to me. I just sent it on WhatsApp. Did you play Megasol? Uh I did not play Megasol. But I've heard I I, I knew of Megasol. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Remember That's this cool, fucking man. thing? Vaguely, man, it looks familiar. Yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah, yeah. I that was like so much. That was that was so much better than anything on PlayStation. It was crazy. It, it was just like dope, dude. Like I had a PlayStation. And you're like, what the? F-? Here's this incoming console coming in. It's Microsoft. Like I loved it, and I, I, I to this day, I still think that the OG Xboxes like menu. I mean, the 360s menu was was the best one, right? But the OG one was really cool with those like weird little noises in the background when you were just like chilling, trying to mess around with it. Yeah. And it and dude, and then Xbox Live that should change the game. And then Halo 2, which, by the way, came up. Halo 2 created matchmaking. People hmm. don't remember this. 
Yeah. The idea of like going and trying to go into a quick match and then putting eight on eight and it's all it was all server browser before. So the, yeah. the, the, it really was like it did change gaming forever. The X. I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know for sure, but that's probably what the X came from, right? This idea of like extreme almost, right? Like, what is the most extreme thing we could do in video games? And I think they lived up to that with the very first one. And I really wish that they would go back to. That. I think like I said I think the Series X sort of goes back to that a little bit, but like I just miss that like boundary pushing uh, shit that they did. And so you know, maybe, maybe, all they ended up, maybe all they ended up doing was, you know, waking up PlayStation a little bit because I feel like PlayStation does a decent amount of that now. Maybe not like on hardware necessarily, but like on on the games themselves. Um, because that's the other thing. Like, not only were they doing it with the hardware, but like you said, matchmaking and the actual hardware itself. But like, if one of the things I wrote in this as to one of their you know reasons for success was. The diversity of games. Let me read you this fucking list of bangers. This is from pretty much the original Xbox. I think there's like a couple 360 games in here too, but you had Knights of the Old Republic was a an exclusive. Fire, yeah, that RPG. These are that pretty much like, all exclusives. That was really, really okay. I didn't know that. Continue. Yeah. Knights of the Old Republic, Jade Empire, Crimson Skies. Remember Crimson Skies? That was a cool game. Oh, that was a flying one. Yep. Yeah. Fable, obviously, which are the bringing back Psychonauts, which are Dude, Fable, man. Listen, I don't mean to cut you off, but I'm I'm playing Horizon Zero Dawn right now. Yeah. And if the combat and the way everything, that that open world feature, you know, I was playing, I was like, this is what Fable wanted to be. But yeah. you're a fucking wizard or you have a sword or something. It's just it's just amazing, dude. I Whatever, continue. Continue with the down the list. Yeah, so Fable, Psychonauts, both of those they're bringing back, which is good. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil. Uh, Panzer Dragoon Orta, Jet Set Radio Future, Chronicles of Riddick, Conquer Live and Reloaded, Project Gotham Racing, Steel Battalion, which is that crazy game that had like the 100 button control. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Mass Effect, uh, was Mega Salt was, was one too. Mega Salt, uh, even Portal 2 was exclusive to, to Xbox. I think it might have been 360, but that's just a lot of bangers, dude, and just like such a crazy variety of genres you know you have like a fucking you know you know plane like a uh you know an air combat game like crimson skies you have the rpgs like knights of the Republic. you have platformers like psychonauts beyond good and evil you have you know even like weird shit like conquer live and reloaded where it's like yeah, yeah, like, yeah, ooh, yeah. a crazy x-rated <laughs> fucking you saw uh, people were worried game. about them buying bethesda because of what they did with rare right yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I know that was a rare game. Yeah. Um, but I think I think that's I think that's a little less to do with my I mean, I haven't, you know, looked into why rare isn't what it used to be in like in depth. I don't know if it's really Xbox's fault or if it's more of a rare thing. Like I wonder if their leadership just changed a lot. Um and just if they if they just lost their culture a little bit, which is totally possible. I don't know how much of you know what's happening with rare is to blame for, you know, is, is Microsoft's blame. And, you know, and, and Rare is just changing. I mean, they're an old studio. Like, they've had to do new stuff. Like, they've aren't they Sea of Thieves? Yep, they are. You're right. That's true. It's That's like great. a cool game. Yeah, I mean, dude, Sea of Thieves is killing it. Crushing yeah. it. <laughs> All those memes I've sent you. <laughs> we yeah. just pass them by. We just pass them by. 
Um, okay. So then 360 was amazing. 360 was great. Yeah, but I think the original Xbox, I do, I, I agree with you though. I think people focus a lot on 360 as the golden era and it was, we talked about how well it sold and everything. Um, but the original Xbox was really fucking good. I, I really I, fucking good. I game. spent so much fucking time on there with the Project Gotham, Halo, and there was one other game, Mechasol. Those are the three games that were dropped. And then when Xbox Live came out, I was the first one, dude. That out the the month that came out I was the first one on there, and I was. I remember my dad walking in, being like, "Who are you talking to?" And I was like, "You won't even <laughs> believe it." And my dad puts it on the headset, and he could not drop the controller for. It. He couldn't believe it either. He was dying laughing. He he couldn't believe it. And how easy it was. And he's used we, – we would play back in the day like Duke and Doom. I'm sorry, no, yeah. Quake. We played a lot of Quake online on our PCs, my dad and I. Yeah. And you didn't have that voiceover chat like you did. or You probably did. It was just like harder for me to – like it wasn't integrated. And, uh, oh, dude, I think they changed the game. And then you're right. 360 was great, man. I, dude, I got so lucky on the 360 release. I called someone at Best Buy. I told them, I'll give you an extra 150 bucks if you hold – if you just hold <laughs> hold two of them and my name and the code name is philip and he goes all right bet and i go with my mom dude i'm like in sixth grade right and i go up to him and i go philip and he walks dude and he gives me two three sixes he held them for me man it was incredible damn that's awesome yeah that is a good little that's like one of those childhood dreams you know that's what the, like, yeah. that's what like cost release is so fucking awesome for yeah I, I didn't have that same I, I didn't have exactly that experience like i didn't do the uh uh um did you, did, you watch, did you ever watch Entourage? I did, but I'm not. I probably will have no reference to what you're saying. <laughs> there, there's just like an episode where where Turtle really wants uh these like pair of sneakers, and Vince because he's like a celebrity, like calls in a favor, basically just like you did, sort of. Um, so that's what that reminded me of. So I didn't do like that. I didn't like do a call in and whatnot. But I did. PlayStation the, the PlayStation Two was crazy limited, like it had a, a huge shortage at launch. And so I think the Walmart near me in, in Colorado was, uh, they had like five units total or something like that, or like seven, something crazy like that. Uh, and I was there with my, with my parents waiting for hours and we got one of the very, we got two, we got wow. two of, the, uh, of like seven or eight that they had there. That's um, great. Cause they sold one of them on eBay. Yeah. Wow. But like that's a console. Console launches are great. I, I mean, I, I can't wait for this year. Um, but uh, there's something you said though that also made me think. Uh, oh, oh, uh, the the voice chat thing, right? Um, what that made me think of was, and and I know that a lot of people hate on it, and it was it's pointed to as a reason for the Xbox One failure. In a lot of ways, it really was because they packed it in and made the price go to 500 bucks when PlayStation was at like 400 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Connect, dude, I I actually really thought the Connect was awesome. Um, it, it, I had the same sort of like I can't believe this works the way it does reaction to it, just like on a pure technology level. Yeah, but you know, like my dad with his German accent, yeah, it never worked for him ever. He's he's like this thing's a piece of shit. You're gonna see, and my dad was like, you're gonna see that this thing is they're gonna remove this. This is not going to work, and in two years, you're, they're not. It's going to be a piece of shit. I was like, "You serious? It works perfectly for me." And lo and behold, he was right. Like I stopped using it, and the only thing it was good for, which still needs to exist, is Xbox Record that. That shit, they need to build that into uh, back in there. I love that feature. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I didn't really play a lot of Connect games, which kind of points to its failure. But like, um, I remember playing. I played one of the the, the Connect sports things or whatever, which was which is way better than Wii Sports in a lot of ways to me, because like the this the, the reaction time was just so much better. It was like so much more accurate. But um, I did. You know what I used to do on that thing? Um, was the Xbox Fitness stuff actually? Uh. Which was really good because it they built it built in like that sort of like community aspect to it. So it'd be like, you know, the average for guys your age or whatever would be, you know, doing this set of exercises in this amount of time or doing these amounts of reps in this amount of time. And like so that thing would push me. It was great because it, it turned working out as like a game. So it really did make it like it really pushed you to like beat your prior time or to beat the, you know, the average or to you know, like it it and it was it was just so precise in like tracking your body movements and stuff like it was amazing but yeah i mean i get why it ultimately failed i just i just, I just wanted to give some love to the connect because i at least like the balls of it um even if it was ultimately a failure you know yeah i mean dude people like hacked the shit out of him did some really cool stuff with it like i always saw that you know so it was a really you know decent piece of tech and hardware you can't say that it it, it wasn't done correctly so where are you in terms of uh so you had asked me the question right in, uh, of uh you know do you think it's gonna the start of a 180 from the xbox one i would I assume do. your answer is yes but like i'm gonna ask you you know how do you see it uh man i think you know it's it's they have a bunch of new studios that they bought right then they bought a, a franchise you know you know bde studios um dude i i they're they're throwing at you not only just quantity but quality like boom here you go 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 um there is absolutely nothing they're not trying to come at you with new insane innovative features and other stuff like no this shit purrs it's freaking amazing right and you're gonna love putting your games on this I think they did it, man. You know, there's not—they're not trying to media this and media that, and 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 and, and content here and con- they're just like it's just games, dude. Backwards compatible with thousands of games. You know what I mean? It's all games and games and games. It's fucking nuts, dude. And I think they did yeah, it. I, I think they really are, dude. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't think they've quite done it yet. They've set the groundwork. Exactly. Well, that's what I mean. You're right. They they, they still have a lot to do. I, I we need if because I found myself it, I I found myself with the money to afford a Series X pre order right, and I was sitting there on pre order day, and I was like, I could buy it. I really could. Like, I could definitely do it if the if the website let lets me because they all crashed. But like in theory, I could pre order this thing right now. And I stood there and I sat there and looked at the, you know, the pre-order button and just, I couldn't bring myself to do it because I knew that on the other side of that, of that order wasn't anything great, you know, in terms of there, there isn't anything specific to next gen. I can, you know, all the stuff on game pass, all the Bethesda stuff, all that stuff right now, I can enjoy all that right now on my Xbox one. Uh, And so they haven't really given me that incentive yet for, you know, actually taking the leap to, to, to next but gen. You, and I know you, part of their strategy is to push me, just to keep me subscribed to Game Pass. That is priority number one. So, But you got to compare that. You got to compare that. What you're saying, you know, all oh, about the leap to next gen. You got to compare that PlayStation. PlayStation hasn't done that either, dude. I, as somebody who 
PC Master Race, I'm all I, for next gen. I have not seen a single thing from Sony where I'm like, that's next gen I want it. Nothing. They 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 have they have I mean, not for you, but there's a lot of people that Demon Souls that does it for. Like that's super next gen looking. Uh they're gonna have both uh God of War and Horizon next year. They have Spider Man. I mean, obviously Spider Man is gonna also be on PS4. Uh and also uh Horizon is also going to be PS4 apparently, um, but God of War coming out next year is actually a hell of a year one release. Yeah, that is no for sure, and I want to go back and play those. But the thing is that is the original God of War. If I were to go back and play it right now, is that going to be like a shitty 1080p? No, 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 no. Well, you're you're mixing things up because there was the first three God of Wars. I think there were three of them that came out on like PS3 era and. But there is a reboot of God of War that came out in 2018. It's a completely new game built from the ground up. And that, like completely I said, new game up, in terms of textures, not in terms of story. No, completely new game. Like it's completely different from God of War that existed in PS3. It has the same main character, and that is pretty much the only similarity. Like the so original God of War. A reboot? The, original, the, original, the original God of War that was on like PS3 and whatnot, or maybe even PS2. Um, those were like hack and slashers, sort of like, uh, and platformers, almost like a Devil May Cry sort of thing. Um, but this game, the the one that came out in 2018, is closer to like a Horizon or something. It's like a really long, like this is 30 the scene hour where story. he like grabs like a freaking tree trunk and just beats the shit out of somebody with it, right? You seen that scene? Passing. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So if I play that one from 2018, it's going to make sense for me. Uh, like it's yeah, it's not meant direct. to connect to the old games at all. It's a complete reboot. Yeah, it's just like it's just like Spider-Man with Tom Holland. Like no connection to the Toby ones. I, listen, I, I played four hours of Horizon Zero Dawn today. I Jesus Christ, where where are you up? To, where how where are you up to? I just reached the uh, day tower in Karja. Um, we're, we're talking. Oh, about, okay. Yeah. The daytime Karja and he, I'm about to do a favor for like the lead dude there. I've just met him. I forgot his name. Um, but, uh, I'm, I'm telling you right now that, um, if I didn't want to be a hypocrite, I would fucking change my mind. I, I would, I don't know how to say this, but the, the point I'm getting at is that. The, this game, there's nothing like Horizon Zero on Xbox, which is, I, I guess, is very similarly involved to like the conversation. Like, okay, there's nothing next gen, and like, dude, yeah, like this game is amazing, man. Like, I, and you know what I love about this game, dude, is that what I love about this game is I listen. I tried, I tried playing The Witcher, and it's just way too fucking dense for me, man. It is so much shit there, dude. And then I tried uh, with some other RPG. I can't remember the name. And then I tried with Outer Worlds, which was supposed to be this more linear take on RPGs, right? And I, it's definitely good, but I love this one. This one has some incredible linearity to it. And what I mean by linearity is that you don't fall um, victim to, like, what I get with when I play an RPG, which is like this completionist attitude where it's like every fucking side quest, I want to finish it before I get to that main story quest. I'm gonna do this one side quest, right? Like here, yeah, yeah. You're, you're rolling through dude. And you're getting drama and you're getting action. You're just, you're, and you're getting worlds and environments in this great art direction. And, and it's, it's great, dude. It's nice. And it's, 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 
I like that. I really like that. And if God of War is like that, which I have really, I have a big feeling that it is that it's just this great hybrid of just like cinema, like great cinematics and action. Oh my god, dude! It is. It is exactly that. <laughs> so you played it. Uh, I've played. I've not beaten it. I've played probably five or six hours because, like I said, I've been working through backlog on on PlayStation because I kind of came back to gaming in uh, uh, 2017. But um, so I was. I've just been playing other stuff like Final Fantasy came out earlier, and then uh, God of and then uh, Last of Us Part Two came out, and so I prioritized those because I know it's like a heavy game. And then after you know both uh, Final Fantasy and um, Last of Us, both of those games were. I mean, Final Fantasy because I was a completionist took me like forty seven hours to beat, and then. Last of Us Part Two took me about twenty eight hours, and then also right before that, I had played. Um, oh, I finished Horizon. That's what it was. Uh, oh, so you did finish Horizon? Yeah, yeah, I finished Horizon. And you said it wasn't one of your favorite Sony exclusives. It, it's not. I mean, it's it's up there. It's like maybe top three or four. Wow. Okay, so it's yeah. up there. Okay, so I'm playing. Well, look, that's all stylistic too. I mean, I know that we kind of are different as gamers. So, you know, some of my more favorites may not be the same as yours. Uh, like I, I would imagine that the, that the crazy action of horizon is, you know, just even more up your alley. Like I loved it. Don't get me wrong, but it's probably even more up your alley. Um, yeah, yeah. So like, I, yeah, I know animals like, and those environments, dude. And how like, like right now they just alluded to like, there's like, I'm, I'm going to run into like a new, machine i'm like oh shit i'm probably gonna come to like a whole new like area with a bunch of fucking new different kinds of like big dick machines that are just gonna end my day you know it's gonna be so much fun to play yeah dude it's crazy and then like i said i don't know how i now that you're saying you told me where you were but i'm i think i may have misunderstood where that was i may have misremembered so i don't think like i thought you were farther than you than you might actually be i th- um, no no I, i'm i'm I think I'm only like 13 hours in or 14 hours into this game. Yeah. I mean, you still got a lot of game left. Um, but but you, have you gotten to the point where you've... Because there's a certain point where you start to face enemies that require you to really use kind of the full arsenal. Like, you really need to, like, switch between your regular bow and then the bow that, like, takes off parts of the machine and then setting traps. Like, you kind of have to use everything to really take down some of the enemies so like when i came against like two sawtooth dude i was like oh shit i'm gonna i can't just like throw fire out arrows at these i need to like drop these trip mines right and then use it Fuck yeah. I, I, i'm loving that dude like the rope caster and then the trip mines and then the, the line the like the shock line things and then the fucking that's super sick and i just i just started like paying attention to my bows you know and i got like precision yeah. bow and like a badass hunting bow and and precision bow is sick once you figure it out because you start picking them off like you start like tearing tearing parts of them off and exposing weaknesses and shit yes that's what i'm starting to realize exactly not realize but like i'm paying more attention to that and but i'm also realizing like the ammo in a precision bow is like it takes a shitload of resources dude so you can't just like fire that thing you know like you would with a hunting bow at all yeah it's fucking sick, dude. Oh, dude, it's dude, it's hey, it's really good. The worlds, man, the art direction I think is sick. Like Aloy, dude, if she was thirty years old, I'd be down. 
Dude, yeah. with that little shave, that little shave on the side of their heads, I think it's sick. I love that look. It's kind of like yeah. Burning Man esque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she's she would definitely go to Burning Man. Hundred percent, dude. It would be all over that shit. Yeah, for sure. Her and the whole tribe, you know. And she'd be like, "I don't know why they like me now, but whatever. These are my people." Yeah, and so I mean, that's that's the thing that I mean. Look, you know, this kind of goes back to what we've been saying for a while, so we can wrap up, you know, soon, but. But really quickly, uh, before before we wrap it up, I have to ask you, how, the story's badass. I'm liking the story right now. Does it does it wrap up nice? Yeah, no, I think it's a good. I think it's a good reveal as to like what exactly happens with the planet, how things turned out the way they are, because that's obviously the big mystery at the beginning of it, right? It's like clearly humanity got to a point of crazy technological advancement, but what exactly happened, right? I know, dude. It's sick. And then that one scene with mother, the mother, you know, and it's just, ah, oh, I'm actually starting it up right now. I'm going to play a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, that just brings me back to what we were talking about, right? Just in terms of that's what I'm waiting for Xbox to have that. Like we right now are having, it's really easy to have an, a conversation about Xbox that talks about how amazing Game Pass is and, you know, in theory and how great the hardware and xCloud and all that stuff is like we, we have a good, we, we know how to talk about this, the things of xbox but we just haven't had it you know yep. what games are there on xbox that we talk about the way we talk about horizon right for like, sure for sure and that is the next level that they need to take it to um and it's the big question mark you know like when when do they get those games uh hopefully halo infinite will be that you know oh, dude, it's gonna be great halo Infinite's gonna be incredible I know it, especially with that delay. That kind of just like, boop, done. Yeah. So if if there was one piece of advice that you can give to the Xbox team, like if you if you had the ear of the Xbox people, the the Phil Spencer was listening to this podcast. Uh, what would you say for him? Like you think they should aim to achieve next gen? Oh, dude, we need a. I know you got Bethesda and they got the great solos, but we need you know, these, like, art-stretching and character-stretching games like God of War and Horizon. We do, dude. These games that create these incredible worlds. Like, Fallout's created the same world for four four times over, which is cool, man. But I just think we'd need these, like, incredible cinematics. Yeah. Really, like, I think we need exclusives like Horizon Zero and these ones, these special games. We do. I mean, I guess what I would say actually is to look back at the original Xbox. Remember all those games you talked about? And, you know, how can they kind of recreate that level like of work ho- Hollywood and reboot it? Dude, I'm thinking about Panzer Dragon. Just the name Panzer Dragon, dude. What the fuck, dude? That's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think they were trying it because that was like a Sega. I think it was a Sega game and, you know, original Japanese and really popular because that was when they had. That's when they had like a, a dream of potentially cracking Japan and they never did and never will. But like when they were trying to, it kind of inspired them to come out with some really crazy shit. And like, I just want them to do some more crazy shit. Like, don't get me wrong. Love the halos, love the gears, love the love all of that. I love that bringing back Halo, uh, like fable and shit. I just want them to try some fucking wacko shit. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that would yeah, be. No, I get you. They, they they do. They need to just like roll the shit out, roll them out. 
like you know what I want? I want to I want a fucking Fusion Frenzy reboot, dude. Like you brought that out to play against you know like Mario Party and Fusion Frenzy was sick, man. Did you play that? I loved that game. Everyone loved that game actually. I actually never played it. Huh? Oh, dude, everyone loved that game, man. It's a good it's a good game. Like, ah, oh, dude, everyone loved that game. It was a great fucking game. It really was. You're absolutely right about going, look, look, you know, get into the fucking archives, you know, and just, you know, don't outdo yourselves. It's there. It's all there. You know where to head. Yeah. I mean, look, there, you know, if if their future is not hardware and it is games, it is about creating things that live on Game Pass that get people to subscribe to it and just get people addicted to it, to that subscription. Like, they can't live without that subscription. You know, they need the games. And I think the the crazier you get and the, you know, wackier shit that you make, you know, the, it gives you more of a chance. It's sort of like Netflix, right? Like Netflix has that strategy right now with yep, the TV yep. shows. They make so much shit. And then eventually yeah. just some things hit and then you're just like, well, fuck. And I think Xbox needs the same thing, you know, uh, just to get really, really fucking wild. Like go out and find some creator who's been like, I don't know, who had a falling out at some company for some reason, you know, f- find the failed Hideo Kojima. <laughs> find the guy yeah, who yeah. has yep. the talent of Hideo Kojima but didn't <laughs> quite have the... Uh, the clout to and like the answer is not Peter Molyneux. Yeah, yeah. Find find the failed uh, Hideo Kojima that's out there, the genius that never got a chance, and like bankroll some crazy shit. But yeah, dude. Um, what are we gonna make you a PC, dude? Uh, it's a whole nother episode, bro. It's a whole nother episode. I think that should be the closer for every every episode, though. When are you gonna make a PC? That would be funny. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a good one, actually. I like that. That's fucking uh, hilarious. Yeah. So with that, everybody, that's the uh, first episode, maybe the second episode. Uh, we had recorded one that that we messed up the recording. We lost the recording, but we just recovered it. Um, so maybe that'll that'll end up in your feeds. Uh, but thank you for joining us, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank of Talk you Games. all. If you enjoyed this episode of Talk Games to Me, remember to leave a review on iTunes, as it would really help us out a lot. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at TalkGamesToMe, and feel free to reach out to us at TalkGamesToMePod at gmail.com if you want to drop a message. We might even reply in a future episode. Until next time, game on.